Hey chums, welcome back to a Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host for this episode again. Um, but <laughs> joining me once more is the ever um, happy, more of a ginger bearded, and still wearing the same bloody t-shirt from last week, from the last episode. The glorious, the affable, Mr. Ross. Mr. Ross, how are you? I have other the clothes, I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just this is easy to throw on. Yeah. Especially when it's a bit cold. It seems to have been seems to be getting cold again. Last last week it was a lot more mild and now it's bloody freezing again. So yeah. long sleeves help. Uh I'm all right. Yeah, I'm just tired. I've had no sleep last night, so I'm extremely low energy, which is why Paul's hosting again. I am indeed. Yeah. Um How are you? Hopefully you've got energy, because otherwise this thing's a bust. Um, I got a fair a fair bit of energy. I, I um yesterday I uh this morning I, I I did had a little run about uh nine kilometers, which is like five miles. Uh, and um yesterday I went to uh jujitsu again to my the place I've been going to since November. That was good. Uh so I'm a bit sore. I mean, you know, like when you get older, man, like just get so sore. Even doing dr- doing drills, I was just like, ah. Oh. Oh, and no one's using full force. It's just like you're just running through drills, so you you got a bit. You, you you don't really get hurt, but we were doing like um like we were doing from like turtle shell position and taking someone's back, and you still got to lug the guy, even though like they're compliant, and that's still dead weight. You just like <laughs> sit on your ass, get them up, and just like oh, and put the hooks in. Uh, it's just like ah, oh. and then my body afterwards, I was just like oh oh. I hate getting older, Mister Rawls, man. Getting too old for this stuff. I get too old for this, 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 this shit. As a Murtaugh said in *Lethal Weapon*. (laughs) Two days away from retirement. I uh, am two days away from retirement, literally. Um, But yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, man. Yeah. But let me ask you, what you've been up to, what you've been playing, and uh, if you've been watching anything since we last spoke. Um, watching, I've been watching the same thing to be honest. I actually just finished this weekend the um, I will find Psych Odyssey documentary about the making of Psychonauts 2, which is very good. It's like 20 odd hours long, 32 mm. episodes. It's really very in depth. It's like seven years worth of like documented development time at the studio and um despite all the stress and everything and like people leaving and everything still ended it thinking, man, I wish I worked there. Like, it looks very stressful, but it also looks fun. My job isn't particularly stressful, but it's also not fun at all. So mm-hmm. maybe there's a toss up there, but yeah, just like watching it thinking, man, I wish I'd worked in that studio. It looks like they, they have a lot of fun. Yeah. You get to make really cool stuff like Psychonauts. Uh, yeah. I'll I tell you what studio looks fun to work in, which is here in England. Rare. Rare looks really mm. fun. I, f- I follow I follow them on Twitter. They're always posting like pictures and stuff. I'm like, oh, it looks so fun. It looks like they're just having a, a really good old time. Just having a jolly old time. Just having a jolly old time making Sea of Thieves and not having no, and just enjoying the process. And working in barns. Yeah, I mean, it looks fun there, man. They're having a lot of parties and stuff. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, oh I want to work there. Mm. Yeah, not as a developer, I, did, or anything, but, I uh, did used to want to work at Rare when I was younger, like back mm-hmm. during like the N64 days when when I was God, like early teens probably at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to work at Rare. Mm-hmm. And um 
probably still like to work at Rare. I mean, not as a developer because I'm have no experience in that, but yeah, it'd be fun. But yeah, I've been watching that, finally finished it. I don't know what I'm gonna do in my life now because that's been basically that's been my TV for the last like month or so. Because there was so much of it. Um Maybe I'll get back to my rewatch of Outlaw Style that I put on hold to watch this. And um, playing games, I, I finished, finally finished Dead Space Remake, um, which I loved up until a point where I hated it. Um, the last two or three chapters are just... I don't know if it's just because like, I was playing it for like 20 minutes a night, just a little bit before bed. Um I don't know if it's just like a product of playing it in short little bursts like that, but the last two or three chapters really grated on me. They just throw everything at you. You know, the final chapter in Dead Space 2, where you're just like running through like the final parts of the Titan station, you know, with just like ridiculous enemies. And pretty much all you can do is just like kill the odd one or two and run from the rest. Mm. Felt like the last three hours of Dead Space remake were like that. And it was Mm. just exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the amount of times you get locked into a room, and they're like, "Here's six different enemies, all with different tactics needed to kill them," and you just like the doors are locked until you kill them all, and yeah, now you've got no resources left, and it's just like, mm. just stop. <laughs> it's mm. getting really tiresome now. So I was very glad to finish it and finally get it out of the way. Mm. Uh, up until that point, I was, I was, it was like a nine out of ten game, and then by the end, it was probably like a seven. But again, maybe it was just because I was playing it in really small bursts. Maybe if I just had an hour to put into it every night, maybe it wouldn't have grated as much towards the end. But I'm very glad it's finished. As soon as I finished that, I started playing um, Like a Dragon Ishin, which is like the spin-off of the Like a Dragon slash Yakuza franchise set in the Bakamatsu period. So you're running around with a samurai sword, which is fun. And also you've got a pistol because, you know, why not shoot people as well? Um, I've only like played two or three hours of that, but it's good so far. It's very, very similar to all the other Yakuza games. Just the setting is different. Um, all the all the characters are there, just like playing historical figures instead. You got like Kiryu and Majima, and um, yeah, it's pretty good. Enjoying it. And then on PC, I'm playing um, Ease Eight, which I've been playing for like two months now, on and off. I think I'm in like chapter five of six on that now, so hopefully coming out the end of that soon. Took me a while to get into that game, but now I'm in chapter five. I'm really enjoying it. It is a very good game. Very fun. Great music. Good, fun, fast-paced combat. Definitely recommend it. It's been out a few years now, and it's it's very much a cult favorite, so lots of people have played it and loved it. But if you haven't and you've thought about it, and it sounds like something you'd like, give it a go. It's fun. Excellent. Cool. That's what I've been up to. What you've been up to? Uh, it's none of your business. Other than let's getting, move on. getting yourself hurt. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not go into that. It's none of your business. I don't want to share it with anyone. Let's go. Let's move that's on. Fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> completely fair. Um, not much to be honest with you. Um, been a more of a not. I haven't been playing much to be honest. Been playing that wizard game, but we won't mention that because that's a hot topic, and we don't. I don't want to really go down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> played Apex Legends a, a, a while uh, just before I started. We started recording this podcast, and I was just like, "Oh fuck this game!" And I just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, you know what? I wonder I stopped playing it." So yeah, 
but not not too much to be honest i got you know there's so many games coming up with you know i got dead space i've I, I got okay uh, a digital copy of that and i haven't started playing that yet um and also there's the resident evil 4 remake mm. come out uh so just but you had thoughts on that yeah uh, last I didn't week like, or the week before i didn't like the the demo but um I'm willing to give the full game a try. Maybe I just didn't, you know. I should mention, because like, we talked about that in the last podcast, that you didn't enjoy the demo. And obviously, mm. you did a video of it and everything. And I hadn't tried the demo at that point when we were talking about it. Mm. I think I tried it that night. I put it on before I got into bed. And I, the, the first thing I thought was, this controls really badly. Yeah. Like, the controls feel really bad. I did and say then I got to the bit with the with the um where you finally get a gun or you mm. finally use your gun and i'm like i can't aim for shit in this game what is yeah. going on yeah it's really it's, bad the controls are just honestly they're straight up fucking broken on xbox they're that bad yeah. it's unplayable as far as i'm concerned yeah. so i was i was really excited for the game and like i remember when they released the demo i, I was messaging you and what's up going ah demo demo because i was like yeah i'm definitely buying this can't wait for it played the demo i got to the bit where like the one guy comes down the stairs and you've got to shoot him and i struggled to shoot that one guy I did slowly well. walking down some steps and i was like mm. this is broken and i turned the demo off at that point and i'm not buying the game fair enough I'm yeah. not buying it so yeah. if the controls are going to be that bad that you can't literally can't play it i'm not mm. paying 60 quid for it yeah. yeah if they fix it then i'll buy it but if they don't fix it they can stick it up their ass quite frankly because it's not it's not like that on pc or ps5 hmm. the controls are uh somebody um there's a youtube video somebody did a test testing on it to like measure the size of like the um dead zones on the sticks and the acceleration curve and everything and ps5 is the best like, by a wide margin oh, pc yeah, is then surprise. second best by yeah. a fairly wide margin over xbox and then the xbox is like dog shit vastly the worst mm. and it's just like why is it so bad on xbox and then you've got people on online i mean we'll probably touch a bit on these kind of sentiments in our main topic you've got people online going well maybe it's just a hardware problem in the xbox mm. and like if, if there was a hardware problem every game would feel unplayable mm -hmm. not just this one game but then there's like i saw people saying like uh, there are different like dead zone settings for different things so apparently if you bring the binoculars up on the xbox version it feels completely fine and then you go back to aiming it feels broken again mm. and then um apparently the uh third person mode in resident evil village which they patched in as part of the dlc feels completely broken but in first person it feels okay mm. it doesn't feel amazing but it feels it's playable i remember thinking that felt a little bit sluggish but still playable but re4 yeah. remake just feels awful see it wasn't just me then because i did mention that i thought the controls were a bit wank i was really Control struggling was i was really struggling with it i was like wow is it just am i shit what's going on but yeah, something like 40 percent dead zones on the xbox so literally 40 percent of like the um the sticks range of movement does nothing oh god so you have to pass mm. you have to press a, the stick more than 40 percent for it to register any movement at all Mm, which is just awful oh, god damn that's not good so yeah like should we um uh i don't think there's been much gaming news been announced there's been one big thing that's happened but i guess it kind of ties into our main topic yeah. we can talk about yeah that which is which oh. is the 
UK Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, um, dropping the console competition concern from their uh, provisional findings. Yeah. So let's talk that. All right. We could talk about that, but let's just start our main topic. Like, because that just just ties into it, like you said. And um, what, how can I word this without sounding like like an arsehole? Like, Xbox, Xbox have been making moves this gen. Um, last generation, you got to say they did pretty poorly. From you know, they did try and pull it back. You know, when they got Phil Spencer in charge, but the damage was already done at launch. The the launch was not good, and I feel like since then, developers, media, fans, even turn, sort of like close, turn their backs on Xbox. And it's been a long, steady, uh, a long winding road to sort of gain back that trust. There's a lot of implementations that they announced for the Xbox One were met with severe backlash. And uh, I think there was an element of trust gone. And um, it was very easy for PlayStation to, re- to for their marketing um, for, and their push for dominance. So Xbox just handed it to them on the plate. It wasn't even a competition. They shot themselves in the foot, cut off that foot, threw that foot in the fire, and they've been limping ever Let since. Let the wound go gangrenous. Gangrenous, cut off the whole leg. I mean, yeah. I remember when those those all that stuff was announced, mm. like the um, like tying discs licenses to your console and mm. having to check in it once every twenty four hours and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember when it was all announced, um, you and me were talking, you were like, fuck this, I'm getting a PS4. Yeah. Like that's that's how like damaging that was. It was, it like, was. A lot of people a lot of people were like, fuck this, I'm getting a PS4. And then the PS4 was more powerful and it was cheaper as well because mm. in mandatory connect. So mm. yeah, it was very easy for Sony to capitalize because Xbox just completely shit the bed. And I feel like ever since then, there's been a, a bias towards PlayStation. Um, not like let, let's not get it wrong. Like PlayStation on PS4 era had some bang. They they dominated not just through uh, through hardware, um, the better hardware, better games. I mean, they released some bangers during that time. And Xbox, they cancelled a lot of their games that were were going to be coming out um so games and closed studios closed studios couldn't get third party deals at the same time as playstation it was just it was a complete mess like call of duty you know back in the 360 i think the 360 days uh call of duty was their main platform that changed so it all just went completely wrong for xbox and that generation burned a lot of fingers and now it's just slowly they're making their way back. Uh, it's a, it's been a hard road for them, but a long, hard road out of hell. Yeah, but they've cut clear. They they sort of um, they they made a clear conscience to spend some money because that was a guilt with Xbox last. They sort of gave up on the Xbox One, I think, and they were just waiting for the new generation. Um, a lot yeah. of studio, lot of studio, a lot of um YouTubers and media personnel were saying Xbox have no games. That was a fairly uh, common meme back in then, and you know to be fair, didn't have much. And they're closing studios; they had no studios. But now, Xbox are flexing their money. You know, 
you know, they are owned by Microsoft, and Microsoft are a trillion dollar company. And now they've opened done... the fabled war chest that everybody uh, semi joked about for like 15 years. I mean, it's happened now, and um, now it's happening. Some people are not happy. <laughs> so, um, Let's 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 talk about that because it all ties in together with the acquisitions. They Xbox made some. I mean, like Xbox Game Pass, that was a good idea. Even some people are still are still slating it to this day. You know, you're not real gamers because you don't buy the games. So, okay, I'm sure that works. Uh, Excuse me, have you seen all of this? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Game Pass is a good option for people on low income. You know. It's a good option. It's pretty good. Like not just the first party games, got back and pat on there. You got all like third party, like they made lots of deals with third party um, studios to have uh, game uh, games come on Game Pass. It just gives you an opportunity to play them. And if you do want to buy them, like if they do come off Game Pass and you did like it, you can buy it. You know, just gives you that chance to play it. But yeah, I mean, like Xbox have been spending money this gen. I mean, a lot of money. I mean, a lot, a lot of money. Billions, my friend. Billions of billions. Yes. So, you know, stupid they, money, what they've been doing. Ridiculous money. And um, they're currently trying to finalize the deal for Activision and Blizzard. And that went through some hurdles. Uh, it, w- it was rumors that it was going to get blocked. The deal was dead. And then the Xbox would sell, would, would, would be sold. I don't know how that that that, that was wishful thinking. That uh, was always wishful thinking. People think that, wanted that to happen. I think a lot of people wanted that to happen. Um, you know, people who are fans of uh, my light nearly fell down there. <laughs> fans of PlayStation. It's become a lot more of a war. This like uh, a lot more of a console war. Just generation, more more than I've I've ever experienced before. Even when I was young with Sega and Nintendo, become a yeah. lot. It, back then it felt like i mean we were kids so maybe it just it didn't feel as stupid because we were kids but now it just feels like it's so fucking toxic mm. like it was it could be pretty bad in the ps3 360 days i remember when you had stuff like lens of truth mm-hmm. um and then like digital foundry make like getting their start and like um comparing stuff and then other websites springing up to try and disprove because often, like, because the 360 was easier to develop for, often the 360 versions of multi-platform games were better. And partly though it was easier to develop for, and partly because it kind of became the default console, like the PS4 was last gen. Um, which well, meant that, games. Well, I mean, the, the PS4 yeah, was just the, de- the default console in general last gen because yeah. it was just like there's always one that kind of sort of dominates the conversation if not necessarily like the numbers like the, P- the 360 and the ps3 were sort of if you launch align their numbers to their respective launches they're always fairly neck and neck but it felt like the 360 was the console that gen just because you know microsoft were getting a lot more um exclusives they were signing timed exclusives they had like marketing deals for call of duty and stuff and they were um the multi-platform games are often better on the 360. Yeah. So even uh, even when they were sort of neck and neck, it felt more like that was the default console. And then obviously last gen, the PS4 was absolutely the default 
was the one more people had. It was a, the one that was like primary development platform for developers and stuff like that. But um, I'm back, by the way. You are back. Yeah, I, I did wonder back. where you went. I just pulled out my plug by accident. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, it, it does feel like it's a lot more toxic. And I, I do think part of that is because people got so used to Sony dominating last gen and now they are extremely unhappy that Microsoft are kind of throwing their money around. And it feels like people are extremely upset that um, maybe Sony won't be quite as dominant this gen. I mean, they're still going to, the PS5 is still going to outsell the Xbox. Mm. It's just, that's just a foregone conclusion at this point. It's already selling more than the Xbox. Mm. Um, part of that is down to the fact that Microsoft did putting a lot of chips in um, like servers for xCloud and stuff, but even with that, the PS5 would be out selling the Xbox. So I think people just need to relax a bit. But yeah, it's just there are a lot of people that were so invested in the console war last gen that really don't want to see Microsoft compete, and they're extremely upset at the moment. Yeah. It's... um. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tough one because uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're they're competing. Yeah, I'm not necessarily that thrilled that they're buying Activision. I think that money could be spent elsewhere. I so, agree. Yeah, I'm not a big. It, does, it doesn't really do anything for me. No, I mean, it, I think it's all for for Game Pass to just put more and for cloud uh, their cloud services just to put more games on on those services so their their ecosystem's bigger because obviously like you said the hardware ps5 is outselling them so i think xbox are looking to branch out so they're spreading that around a bit um but yeah it's it is it, it is tough um obviously you had the um, redfall that's um some some um game reviewers have been got early access codes and that's been reviewing really well and uh, obviously when that got announced as a Xbox exclusive PlayStation fans weren't happy. They said the game looks shit, but now the game is actually like people saying it's a pretty solid game. So, um, PlayStation fans aren't happy and they're especially not happy finding out that there was actually a PS5 version in development before the takeover. And now they're extra pissed. So they're using that as um, sort of uh, as proof as to say that Call of Duty that Microsoft won't honor the Call of Duty uh, deal that they're going to make, with, what they're trying to make with Sony. Um, so, which is stupid because these are completely different um, situations. Like the Bethesda acquisition was passed unconditionally, mm-hmm. so they were never like under any kind of constraint to having to put that on multiple consoles, and they never promised to. They always said it would be like case by case basis. And um, I think Phil Spencer very carefully worded a lot of his comments around that when he was saying this isn't about taking games off of where they already are. And what he meant by that is stuff that was already released. You know, it means like we're not going to take Elder Scrolls Online or Fallout 76 off of PlayStation because it's already there. Yeah. And, yeah. and then people are like, well, oh, that means everything's going to be multi-platform. No, yeah. it doesn't. No. He already said at the, first, at the point, like, this acquisition is about... Um, Providing exclusive games to Xbox fans, yeah, and I... 
it'd be case by case and all this stuff. Yeah, cool. Like I, I did mention earlier, like the uh, before in this conversation, that the uh, it wasn't just fans and developers; it's also the media. And I'm talking about not like just YouTubers, because there's been a lot of YouTubers who are pretty anti Xbox. I can name one off the top of my head: uh, the Dreamcast guy. He's been pretty vocal about this deal. Uh, anti he's been against it but also media gaming outlets like pretty much everything i see on twitter is asking is like um not they're complaining not complaining but they seem to be very pro playstation that may and i'm not the, i can't be the only one who thinks that as well it just seems it's okay for one person one party to do what to do exclusive deals and take games off certain platforms but it's not okay for another uh, platform to do that and i've noticed a lot i won't name any websites i'm just certain gaming outlets have been writing articles about especially with the redfall thing and you know starfield and everything that some lower quality ones and then also some that used to be just, pretty good but seem to have just completely fallen off and now right shit posts for their titles yeah and you know it, and you know hi-fi rush came out of nowhere and that was pretty pretty good and some media outlets are saying uh playstation version or i was just like what what so it's it reminds me of the of the time when the um, tomb raider uh shadow of the tomb raider i think it was it was a, a rise of the tomb raider rise of the tomb raider was timed exclusive on xbox and a lot of media were <clears throat> asking when's it going to come out on playstation um so it, which is a fair question it's um, a fair question but it's but, always you, know, you need to you need to keep that balanced like when that was announced it was kind of a big shock so i can understand people going well what the hell's going on mm. um but the fact that every time like that game was brought up, the first question out of a lot of um, people in the games media out of their mouths was, "So when's it coming to PlayStation?" Then it's like, and that that's fine because honestly, I think timed exclusivity deals suck. They really do. Um, you're not making your platform more attractive by doing that. Well, I suppose you are in a kind of oh yeah, you are. You a are to- a total sort of top-down view of the entire industry sense you are but in the sense of you're not people that own your platform aren't getting something they weren't getting before mm. they're just getting something they were going to get and some other people on another platform aren't now going to get that mm. um so you're if you've already bought into the platform you're not benefiting from a time exclusivity deal um but yeah I, I think it's completely fine to say well oh, well hold on what about either the other platforms but that doesn't it never happens in the other way the other way around like nobody's i haven't seen a single fucking person in the games media go where's final fantasy 7 remake for xbox why hasn't that come over yet when is it coming what's going on nobody's asked like it's part of the reason that deal is so annoying and we've talked about this game before and you know i don't really like it very much mm. uh we did a whole spoiler cast about it when we finished it mm. so i i genuinely am not that interest in the game coming to xbox anyway um already played it wouldn't buy it again but i think it sucks for people that won that game because as much as it sucks that they currently can't play it the worst thing is the complete sort of lack of any transparency around it like is it coming you, like you can't say 
you're not sitting and going, oh, well, at least it will come on my platform in a year. You have not, people have no idea if it's coming or not. And nobody in the games media is bothering to bring that up. Why? Yeah. Why is there this weird double standard? Yeah. And um, Final Fantasy 16, is that going to come out on Xbox? If it does, it'll probably be yeah. another three years. You know, so. well, the only reason we even found out that was timed was because some someone on Twitter, I think it might have been Chris String, um, when it was announced, put up a tweet saying, oh, by the way, it's console exclusive for a year and then like full exclusive for six months. That's the only reason we know it's even timed exclusive at all. It's because Chris String kind of leaked it out on Twitter. I think it was Chris String. Um, hopefully I haven't just thrown someone unrelated under the bus, but someone on Twitter in who's like in the media mentioned that at the time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the only reason we know it's timed because nobody has actually bothered to ask square enix and go okay what about other platforms because they don't give a shit mm. and that's fine you can have a preference we all have preferences but if you're in the media and you're supposed to be covering this shit you should be covering it equally you shouldn't be like hounding um crystal dynamics going when's Tomb Raider coming to PlayStation and then when it going the other way just doesn't matter because you know you've got your preference and you don't care yeah that's why there's this kind of that's why you get this kind of atmosphere of um feeling like there's a double standard and then seeing like um when like these certain websites that use really shitty clickbaity um article titles these days which used to be good websites that seem to have gone downhill in the last few years. One of thinking of in particular, that I'm not going to name because it'd be a bit mean, but that's why when you see them putting out these shitty titles on in their tweets to grab attention, you're just thinking, where were you in the last like 17 PlayStation 4 PlayStation timed exclusives were announced? Why, why didn't you care then? Why do you care suddenly that Hi-Fi Rush is locked to Xbox and PC or that, Redfall had its PS5 um, release canned, which, by the way, is the most obvious fucking thing in the world. Like that game was announced maybe a year after the deal closed, and um, you know, ever everybody knows how long games take to make, especially these years, especially with COVID in the in play and everything. So that was obviously being worked on before the acquisition, and it was obviously going to be. Um, multi-platform same with starfield that was obviously going to be multi-platform before microsoft bought bethesda so that's not new news I mean, sony wanted that as i think timed exclusive as well didn't they yeah i think it was in ran khan from uh. x game informer that leaked that one out on a reset era uh. um but yeah like that isn't that shouldn't be a news item that should be common sense if you're if you want to be mad about it be mad about it but don't like come out with your headlines like it's some massive scoop that's just come out because it was just common sense from the beginning and it was announced it's it's like it's different from a game that's announced with no platforms and then is taken timed exclusive than it is like something that's announced for multi-platform and then taken exclusive later um like redfall was announced at an xbox show and it was they said right there and then that it was xbox and pc so nobody ever had any expectation that they should be able to play that game on other platforms. Yeah, I thought you you, you still care. I, I, I thought, thought I'd, I thought I'd take a break to catch my breath. Oh, yeah, fair. So, yeah, <laughs> it's um, 
it is a uh, it's good to see xbox willing to compete because there was a time where it looked like we not really looked like but that the higher ups were not as invested in carrying on xbox and i think phil spencer has been you know had a big hand in that he's show he he's he's he showed it's it's worth fighting for and he's putting in a lot of work he, he's got to get all the credit for that they put a lot of faith in him and it's and it's beginning to show because they they did buy studios before smaller ones like double fine and um uh, who else <laughs> come on what other city and ninja theory oh, yeah, ninja undead theory. labs yeah playground yeah. games but, so yeah compulsion there, games there you are in exile uh, yeah, I mean, like you got Hellblade two coming out soon, and that looks fantastic on the Unreal Engine five. It's great. I know some people can say that it doesn't. It's shit all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, it's just like okay, now it's all of a sudden the first game was shit, and you know the yeah, second I, game I watched. Shit. I watched sentiment change towards Hellblade in fucking real time when they got announced. Got acquired mm. by Xbox because prior to that, when it was because um, okay, so here's a thing: people assume. That um, first Hellblade had a deal with Sony because it was on PS4 first. Mm. Um, as far as I am aware, that is not the case. It was just that you know they were a, they were a very small developer. Well, there was a small team within a smallish developer um, trying something new, trying to make kind of a AAA game in terms of like um, production quality on a small budget with twenty people, and so they went with the bigger platform at the time. So they need to focus resources where they thought they could get the biggest return. So that's why it came out on PS4 first. I'm almost 100% sure there was no deal with Sony for that. It's just it made the most business sense for them as a small developer. Mm. And um, when it was a PS4 exclusive, de facto exclusive, people were raving about it. And I saw this on forums and everything. People saying, oh, yeah, it's great. Every time like people brought it up in a new through. Cool. Yeah, like every time some it got brought up in a new thread, people are like, oh, it's so good. Make sure you wear headphones. 3D surround sounds amazing. The story's great. The animation, the characters in the face and everything are amazing. And then they got acquired by Microsoft. And people are like, oh, that game was overrated. So it doesn't even look that good. And it's just the puzzles suck. And the combat isn't very deep. And the story isn't actually any good anyway. And the woman over overacts and everything. And it's just, yeah, it was overrated. And it just changed like almost overnight. Um, so it's just like, I wish people could just be honest with themselves and just be like, um, just either enjoy games for the for them, the games themselves, regardless of what platform they're on, or just be honest and say, I'm a massive platform warrior. Mm -hmm. and this thing I used to like is now owned by the people I don't like. So now I don't like this thing. Mm. And just yeah. save everyone the annoyance. Yeah, yeah. That's... Anyway, I kind of cut you off in the middle of a point there. Uh, I'm talking about the smaller studios they acquired. Yeah, I just um, they were making small acquisitions, you know, uh, and then out of the blue they acquired. Well, not out of the blue. There was rumors, you know, these deals just don't happen overnight. That they they bought um, Bethesda uh, for a cool. I feel like that did kind of come out of the blue though. That was it, like what. Well, what happened yeah i mean they i don't know if uh, uh, bethesda were actively looking for a buyer apparently Maybe. they were it was it mm. kind of came out after the fact that they'd been looking to sell for mm. a couple of years or something 
and um it, it, that was a how much would that go for a cool billion 7.5 7.5 why did i think a billion why don't know that would have been extremely cheap cheap yeah <laughs> um then, bargain of the century then then that that was crazy and obviously you know with the activision deal uh, currently still in progress it's going got even crazier which again i still don't think they should go for 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 activision i think there's probably a few studios out there that are more not more willing but have varied types of games that xbox should be going for because let's face it like activision games are just like you know or like the call, call of duty and stuff which like Xbox already got the, the shooters. Mm. I mean, they 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 got Bethesda, and now they got like loads of uh, RPGs and the sort of action platform games. There's there's there's, there's more out there that would have a varied sort of uh, reach and varied sort of uh, appeal that Xbox should be looking for. And and they did say that they're not done acquiring. I mean, they know we're going to buy a big. Div- publisher again that's not going to happen because yeah i think they're going to squeak they're probably going to squeak this one through and then yeah. don't think they'd let them buy anyone else that yeah. again it'll be i small think they should even try it'll be small studios I, I know they're still making a push in the japanese market so maybe they'll look to buy a few small up-and-coming studios there i mean that, that's been a focus on them for a while to get more japanese games on to the platform um because apparently you know the game Japanese games don't sell on Xbox, and which is crazy because I remember the 360 days, even the original Xbox days had tons of Japanese games on there, tons. It's just, mm. it's just, it's just so bad the way Xbox One performed and the bad press it got, the the burnt fingers, you know, it's so bad. Like it just seemed like everyone turned on them. Obviously, they still got their fans, because you know, you got fan, you know. Yeah, fanboys and stuff like that, who still, no matter what, they still love them. And well, hey, twelve million people bought a Wii U, so if that that's got to tell you something about sort of levels of ingrained fandom. Yeah, I mean, like you cook. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo have terrible policies. They're not gamer friendly, and they're not YouTube friendly at all. <laughs> really not. And people still love the hell out of them. And they've been releasing. The, obviously, there's been bangers, you know. But they've been releasing some subpar fucking games. I mean, their re- re- recent play, um, Pokemon game was terrible. And it still sold well. People still bought it because it's just Pokemon. So I just feel like they get they because because it's not they're not the big three, not part of the big two. They just sort of get a pass and they just sort of do their own thing. But they're ter- they're terrible at like at at the at being customer friendly the game prices never go down they will copyright strike your content if you can't have anything nintendo related on there they just they just they just have this old-fashioned mentality but i mean i'm 1980s i mentioned this before but this is always kind of the the story i bring up when you're talking about nintendo and youtube Mm -hmm. because it kind of makes me laugh about how absurd it was but uh mario kart when it came out on the wii u Mario Kart 8 had a um, a replay mode where you could edit your replays and you could upload them to YouTube directly mm-hmm. from the game. Like it was touted as quite a big like 
feature for the game like edit your replays and upload them straight to youtube directly from the game and you do that and i did that i uploaded some replays just for the hell of it um and they claim them immediately yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like why are you letting me upload your these videos from your console of your game and then you're going to claim them immediately and they wanted you to join some nintendo partnership so they claim more money from you yeah i think that came out kind of after that as yeah. well i can't remember off the top of my head but it was uh, just it just made me laugh at the time i mean it shouldn't make you laugh it should make you fucking angry but it's just it's the most nintendo thing and i feel like because a lot of the people who grew up in it are, are our our age you see a lot of youtubers a lot of retro youtubers who, who, who just love nintendo and they can't have anything bad uh, again, nothing bad will be said against them, even though there's clearly bad practices that they have. Um, you know, like, and um, yeah, it's just such a childish mindset. Though. You should mm -hmm. be able to say, you should be able to call out the negative shit about the stuff you love um, and not feel like you're being attacked. So, when you, you take something like consumer electronics and like make it a core part of your own personal identity, and then when someone says, oh, that, that sucks actually then you take that as wait did he just say i suck because mm. he's attacking part of my identity maybe you just don't make consumer products part of your identity to begin with enjoy the stuff we do i love all this stupid dumb shit but i'm quite happy to call shit out as well um, absolutely about the stuff i like because you know that's i think that's more healthy and getting all up in your feelings about fucking plastic boxes and then screaming at other people that are on the, have the opposite view on Twitter, mm -hmm. which is just a waste of everyone's fucking time. It is. Um, yeah, I just feel like Nintendo need to sort of get with the modern times. <laughs> you know, seem Join really the 2020s. Cool. Yeah, and update your effing hardware as well. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, we need How a new Switch, man. <laughs> it's so old now. I mean, I barely play my Switch anymore, so, yeah. I barely touched mine in the last, like, two years. I've got Metroid Prime Remastered sitting right there. Yeah. One of my favourite games of all time, and I haven't even played it yet. Mm. Just look at the Switch and just go, oh, I've got a Steam I, Deck. I, I can't believe that the new um, Ze um, Legend of Zelda is yeah. going to be it's released be on, the same, on the same hard uh, hardware as the, as the Breath of the Wild. It's going to be more than six years old by the time Tears of the Kingdom come out. And I'm just like, I was praying for a new Switch so I could play it on more powerful hardware, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, they've got their niches. I always feel like Nintendo always dropped the ball with one piece of hardware. Then, obviously, they release a banger hardware. Like, obviously, the Wii U was not very good. Um, you had the Wii before that, and then you got the Switch, which is, they seem to have ups and downs. Um, ups and yeah, downs, ups and downs, all ups and downs. I mean, like Xbox, obviously, with their <laughs> drop the ball with Xbox One, they got crucified, man. Crucified, but there you are. There you are. I mean, like, I think we, I mean, we like, how do you feel about that exclusivity with with platforms, like in terms of, um, Xbox are doing it one way where they seem to just be acquiring studios. Um, some say because I remember like people were saying Xbox needs more studios, they need more games. Then they go out and buy studios and buy publishers, yeah, but they didn't mean it, they, no. just, they just wanted to meme on it, yeah. And then they didn't actually want them to fix that. 
and now they've done they're trying to fix that and they have fixed it um and now people are mad because they didn't want them to actually fix it yeah they were no 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 we didn't mean you can't you can't buy those studios you can't buy them <laughs> no not that way yeah. open a studio and let it grow organically you can't just buy ips you should do what playstation do i'm like i'm pretty sure playstation bought a lot of fucking studios they were already established you know so they bought like six yeah. or seven in the last couple of years alone yeah but, i mean but, i mean they've always bought studios it, all the everyone, way through their they, history. they do that this is what that's, that's yeah that's the industry people buy studios and people start studios i always think, all three have done that i don't think like to be fair when xbox first released i thought they should have bought more studios when they first when they first the original xbox when i'm looking back on it i think they should have they just had deals with with certain studios didn't own them you know why they did that why because that was what sony's strategy was and it worked so well for sony like Mm -hmm. in the ps1 and even the ps2 era sony's first party didn't really do much they they didn't have a big first party that wasn't where all the bangers came from. It was all third-party deals, stuff like Metal Gear and Final Fantasy and stuff like that that, mm. that kind of cemented yeah, that's true. Yeah. the identity of the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So that's why Xbox went with that because, I mean, it's cheaper as well. You're not taking on mm. the studio and all its employees and the buildings and all the electricity bills and everything for running all those computers. Mm. Yeah, well, you yeah. do. You will. You'll be handling the marketing if you're. If oh, you're that's taking, true, like, that's getting true. a time exclusivity deal, yeah, but, but only, for, just, only for certain games, for that, yeah, for that one game, yeah. Mm. So it's cheaper to do, and it's probably, well, if you're the market leader, it's it's probably just as effective. I mean, if you're that, not the market leader, then you're going to struggle to get those deals, and yeah. it's not really an effective strategy, which is why you're seeing mm. Xbox going a different way now because they can't mm. really go out and sign up all the big games because a Sony's beaten them to the punch on a lot of them, and b it'd cost them more because they'd have more lost sales yeah. to cover. I mean, th- this is the um, Sony strategy for this gen. People going, well, why don't Sony just buy Square Enix? Sony don't want to buy the whole the whole publisher. They don't want to. They they will pick and choose the games that they want. Yeah. That's what they want to do. And that's Why they... buy the cow when they can just buy yeah. a stake every now and then? It makes financial more financial sense for them because they can't really. I mean, they, they're a rich company, but they're not on the scale of like a... A, a, a Microsoft or an Amazon or something like that, where a multi-trillion-dollar company, it's just—it's not the same thing. I mean, they lose money, man, like um, when you think about it. Um, because um, I think like the whole like Sony Corporation, the only department that actually probably makes real money is the games markets um, section, and even there, it's still you can operate on the loss. Well, I think they have one or two divisions that do make um, profit. Well, they're, they're actually a very highly diversified company. They've got like they run like insurance businesses and stuff. Yeah, and, but they and have they have cut a lot of arms off over the years. Like they sold their Vio computer line to I think it was Lenovo. Um, they barely release any phones anymore. The TV line has been like massively shrunk down and stuff. So yeah, like 10, 15 years ago, they were kind of in the shit. And I think the PlayStation division was pretty much anything keeping them afloat. Well, they are quite diversified yeah, now. They've I mean, actually I, been spending big on stuff. I know stuff they, like Crunchyroll, and now like they have a monopoly in the anime streaming yeah, market. So yeah, no one says anything about that because they probably say, "Well, because they're Japanese." I was like, "Oh fuck off!" <laughs> Just, yeah, it's fuck okay off. for a Japanese company to have a monopoly. Yeah, I mean, they kind of did back in the day. Like in the Japanese companies, it was only Nintendo, and then um, you had Sega, and then that dropped off. There was no Western like. Um, 
um, companies, and you know, Xbox has been the only uh, one that survived. Atari tried. Atari tried. Nobody bought a fucking Jaguar or a Lynx. I mean, they 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 dropped the bloody ball more than Xbox did. Were they like, how <laughs> much was there? Some of their consoles they were releasing absolutely like astron- astronomical m- numbers or back in the day as well. And then you had SNK doing the same thing in Japan as well, putting out. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, everyone wanted a Neo Geo. Mm. just purely because they were so fucking expensive and nobody had one. Yeah, so everyone wanted it. one just because of that. I don't remember anyone owning an Neo Geo, and if they no, did, they'd probably, they'd probably get... They wouldn't be able to bring it to school because it's so bloody expensive. <laughs> no, I, I never met anyone that had one, but everyone wanted one just because they were so exclusive. It, it is difficult to get into the gaming industry. Like Amazon, you would think that they could do it, and they struggled. They released the console, and that fucking flopped, didn't it? So... It's very difficult. I think it's just well, got a streaming <laughs> platform out. Yeah, Amazon I mean the hardware that side of it, you know. Uh, they tried to launch any hardware. Really. Did they? Did they not? Who am I thinking of then that tried to release a? a was it a streaming? Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Might be the ooh, yeah. No, there was Amazon have got their Luna streaming service, which actually just launched mm. in the UK re- like this week, I think. What was Stadia? Um, Stadia had kind of a. It's a streaming thing, but they did put some hardware out to start mm. it, like a stream, like a puck thing and a, mm. um, a controller. But yeah, they've killed that off now. Maybe, maybe too soon because now, like Microsoft's handing out all these cloud deals to all these cloud providers to try and get the uh, Activision Blizzard acquisition through. <laughs> maybe if they'd have held out, they'd have had Call of Duty on Stadia. Yeah, and obviously you got Steam, who probably they've just got the monopoly on. PC now, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, they're still good old games, and well, that's the thing. Like, people don't mind monopolies, generally speaking. Um, and I don't mean this as in a monopolies are good. Actually, talking point because I don't think they are. But from like a consumer kind of feeling on it, most people don't mind monopolies if they feel like they're benefiting from it. So, like, most people don't care. Steam is a mar- monopoly because they are the probably the easiest and best choice on pc like it's just easy to like it's easy open up steam and all your games are there they or there's a sale every like three months and who wants like uh, six or seven launches on their pc <laughs> yeah you don't want that so it's all good just to have it everything in more or less one place i mean you can even link bit. you can even link your good old games account to steam now the fuck how did that happen <laughs> What's going people on? are just realizing they're not going to beat steam so they're just yeah. like i guess gotta work with them yeah. but it's the same thing with like uh it's, it's the same reason why you're seeing people that have only ever played on playstation now getting mad that xbox are spending money because they've never had to think about buying another platform because ev- every playstation has been a roaring success and they've always got the majority of the games so like if you buy a playstation you're not missing out on much and now they feel now they're going to be missing out on stuff they might actually want to play. And then they're like, "Wait a minute, this is this should th- I I think this should be illegal." And it's like, well, if you were playing on any other platform for the last four generations, you'd have felt the same way you're feeling now. Yeah, I mean, like you you get to keep Marvel characters like Spider Man on that on that platform, and you got Wolverine, which is all of a sudden exclusive coming out, but being developed by Insomniac Games and being exclusive to PlayStation. How the fuck does that work? Get, all right. Could we get like Batman or something? And what if Batman was just exclusive to uh, Xbox? People would lose their shit. Which I think there's a probably a good idea. Maybe make a deal with with with, with uh, 
Well, they can't with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers are not going to do that. But, you know, who knows? You don't know, do you? You could, you could make a deal. That's um, the thing they were talking about. There was a lot of chatter around Warner Brothers selling off their gaming business a couple of years ago. And um, a lot of people were saying Microsoft should buy them. Hmm. Um, but then they like restructured and I think they sold Warner Brothers and merged it with Discovery, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And decided they wanted to keep stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't look like it's going to happen at this point that mm. they're going to sell that gaming business. But that was, it's a lot of rumors around that at the time. I mean, um, um, Indiana Jones, the games in development in, Bef- one of the, in Bethesda, uh, that's going to be exclusive. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to lose their shit when they. You would think, yeah. 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 It hasn't been announced mm. what platform it's going to be on. But I mean, they're, it's mm. being developed by an Xbox first party. And I remember people are like, saying oh that i bet that won't i bet it'll be multi-platform because like it's a disney ip and disney won't let that be locked down to one platform and like hello spider-man spider-man wolverine <laughs> you know it's, those it's, are disney it, properties they uh, they own they own them well not um not the film rights though to spider-man mm. they, w- which wolverine, is where it gets messy it's i think that's where they, that's how they got that that deal done but with wolverine that's still a head scratcher to me and that's getting taken off and you know like there's a few games you know you got the silent hill 2 remake that's i think that's definitely a sony exclusive i'm maybe i'm wrong i'm pretty sure that's not going to come out on xbox and if it does it probably be like another five years sort of similar to final fantasy remake so um yeah it's, which it's, is what going on three years now Next three years yeah about that mate yeah Yeah, it's just Uh, it's just sony have been going hard with the timed exclusives this Mm -hmm. gen and they did it last gen as well Mm -hmm. but um there was i think it might have been might have been imran khan again who when he was talking about sony have been looking to sign a lot of deals like before the new consoles came out you're saying like leading up to the new gen they've been signing a lot of deals um trying to go after stuff that's like xbox kind of like related to xbox which is like like the old republic fuckers and um and obviously like there were rumored to be going after starfield as well which is like Mm -hmm. bethesda have always been quite i mean they've been multi-platform for a long while but they've always they were first on xbox when it came to console like morrowind was an og xbox exclusive oblivion oblivion was timed exclusive i think and then the skyrim dlc was timed exclusive and their Xbox has been their lead platform as far as console versions go since they started supporting consoles. Um, and yeah, I think it was him that was saying like there, there are their plans were to like they saw Xbox on the ropes from last mm-hmm. gen, and their plans were to put them in the grave, like put them in the ground in this gen by signing everything they could. Mm-hmm. So Sony have been doing all they everything they can to try and bury Xbox. And then Xbox had just kind of gone, we're going we're gonna to buy some stuff and now people are mad. How dare like, they? People were cheering that shit. And like um, all this stuff about how they were signing loads of exclusives came out and because they, mm. they saw Xbox on the road, people were like, yeah, fucking kill them. Mm. And now they're like, wait, that's illegal. Mm. Can't do it that way. You've got to do it organically like Sony didn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think that about wraps it that wraps it up there i mean we could go on but we would probably be iran and we it, our <laughs> arguments will get less coherent and it would just sound like we're fanboying especially I mean, as i've had no sleep yes as you can see mr Roars, 
they're about to fall asleep there. Uh, uh, you know so we're going to wrap it up here anyway thanks again for watching and thanks for listening and we are available on a multitude of uh, podcast platforms I've been looking on our statistics and now it seems Audible has now dropped out and our our biggest our biggest uh, listeners are from um, Samsung Free so yeah okay cool cool yeah. Thanks. Can Cheers. we get some like some free Korean stuff from Samsung? Come on, man. Make some deals. <laughs> uh, do like uh, if you want some advertising. Send us some, some like plum soju yeah. or something. Some sponsorships. You know, the beer's not so good. I'm, I'm not a big fan, fan of the beer, but yeah, the soju's good. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again next time. Bye-bye. See you, pals.